Good evening and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. It is Sunday, April 17th, 2022, and we just want to welcome you in. We want to take the time to bless the Lord as we do at all times and give our praises to Him and thank Him for our being and for His Son, Jesus Christ, coming. This is the Resurrection Sunday, and we just want to talk today about a risen Savior, the risen Savior. Um, We are going to read several scriptures, then we will define a couple terms, and then we'll get right on into it. So as always, we start with prayer, and then we go right into scripture. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for all that you do, all that you will do, Lord, and all that you're preparing our hearts and minds for. Lord, just be with us. Give us strength. Give us courage and cover us in your son's redeeming blood. Lord, we just thank you for all things, even the good and the bad. Lord, in times like these, we need a savior. We need an anchor, and that is Jesus. Lord, just keep us covered, keep us protected, and keep your provision on our lives, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all that you just pour into us each and every day, Lord, and you keep us from danger seen and unseen, and we thank you, and we lift you up right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, amen. Like I stated before, We are going to talk about the risen Savior today, and we have three scriptures, one from the book of Matthew, one from the book of Mark, and one from the book of John. So, again, that's Matthew, Mark, and John that we're going to be reading from. The first one is Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6, and it says as follows in verse 5, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Verse 6, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And that was Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6. Moving on, we have Mark chapter chapter 16, verse 6. Mark chapter 16, verse 6. And it says, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Again, that was Mark chapter 16, verse 6. And then finally, we move to John chapter 11, verses 24, or actually is verses 25 and 26. John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Verse 26, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And again, that was John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. 
May the Lord add a blessing and a healing and a, just his grace and mercy to the readers and hearers of his word. Next, we move forward to our definitions. The first definition is the word risen. And it means to move from a lower position to a higher one. To come or to go up. And that was the word risen. Next is the word affrighted. Affrighted. And it says to frighten someone. And that was the word affrighted. And finally, the last word we have is resurrection. And that means to rise from the dead. And it also said like Jesus Christ did. And that was the word resurrection. So now we'll get right into it. As we've read the scriptures, we prayed and um, we've gave you definition behind a couple of the words that stood out when um, studying and seeking God for this time. Uh, Jesus did raise from the dead and it was on our behalf that he did it. If he never would have got up from the grave, we would have been damned to the lake of fire for all of eternity. And that's, that could be scary. That's very scary. Um, it's not for the people of God. Sometimes I am personally not sure if people truly understand what that means or what actually benefits them within those sayings and within the truth of the matter. It's our greatest blessing from God and Jesus the Christ himself. So him going to the cross was definitely for us. Him raising from the grave was definitely for us. For that alone, we need to give God and Jesus praise and worship. Hallelujah. We need to focus on that. Jesus came to give us life for eternity and that life would be with him if we really stop for a moment and conceptualize that it will show us that it was definitely for our good it was for our good now r raising from the grave gave not only opportunity to us but it gave favor it gave love and definitely faith to believers, but most importantly, like I said before, it provided life. And that's a life with Jesus Christ for all of eternity. Now, when they went to the borrowed tomb to see Jesus' body, it was a definite shock to those who went there because he was no longer there. Like I said, it was a borrowed tomb, so it wasn't even a tomb of his own. It was something that was given or allowed to use for a specific time. And during this time, Jesus' body was there, and those that came to see it were shocked. <laughs> they, they came up on something that they thought the body would be there. Crazy. They thought somebody took the body also. So it's one of those things where they're going there, they're looking, and 
the body's not there. So, you know, there had to be some anxiety, some worry, um, some frightening thoughts going through their minds. Um, that's just human characteristics when something like that has taken place, especially in those times. And it could have threw people off and made people go mad in the brain. Now, not even the mind at that point could fathom what had taken place. So this was something that is supernatural. It's crazy to them, but at the same time, Jesus told them what was going to happen. Jesus himself wasn't there. The tomb was there. The stone that was rolled away was probably able to be seen. The guards, but Jesus wasn't there. Just like he called Lazarus out of the grave or out of his dead position, he came back from the dead in his grave himself. For those who didn't know, he still existed and he did it for us. So that, again, is for our benefit. And Jesus cared that much about us that he went to the cross and died and that he rose again. It was the final piece that secured the victory over death, the grave, and evil. Now, that right there is a shouting place for anybody who has walked up on the Christian faith and said that they're a believer. That's a shouting point. Hallelujah. Jesus, the man who had walked among the disciples and among many other people, was publicly torn to, shred to shreds in his flesh but spiritually he overcame every aspect of what the enemy wanted him wanted to do to him so the enemy wanted to steal kill and destroy the enemy probably thought that he had won but he didn't win a thing his suffering mattered a lot but his overcoming meant just that much more for the life of the believer getting up provided a lesson to the believer that our savior didn't ever quit on us so we're not to quit on him so he provided that so that we could see he got up he fought and he got up with all power in his hands now he went through it all even to the point that he came back to life, sanctified, renewed, and with all power in his mighty hands. He had all power. Devil couldn't do nothing. Hell couldn't do nothing. Evil couldn't do anything. He defeated it all. The breaking of his vessel and rest in between allowed for him to arise and be who God, the Father, told us he would be. And that's Jesus the Christ, Lord king and the all in all the arisen savior of the world there is no other who could do this or reciprocate their love for all of humanity like jesus christ nobody else in history could do it they couldn't even try they couldn't compete they wouldn't match up he did it because of his love his sacrifice and his obedience to his father father God so that we could be reconnected with father God after the curse was placed in the Garden of Eden so 
Jesus came down through 40 and two generations so that he could repair the relationship between man and God. And he did that, rightly so. With Jesus raising from the dead, it solidified the fact that order is reestablished between God and man. God started with the order for Adam and Eve. Order was in place, but when they stepped out of line, it threw in and made God put in the curse. Now, when his second coming takes place, everything will go back to how God had planned for it to in the beginning. That's also known as the curse will be reversed. Hallelujah. That's another shouting point. God's going to put things back to its normal state and the things that have happened here on earth are going to pass away, meaning we won't even think about that. God will block it from us and rewrite the script. Order will be restored. Order will be restored and Jesus will be shown as King, Lord and Savior. So rising up from his grave conditions also means that believers in Jesus can raise from their own situational grave conditions of daily life. So in daily life, we go through times, we go through things that are, or they beat us down. They make us feel we're not worth it. We feel low. We feel like we're dead. But Jesus did this so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He rose up so we would raise up. So if we're walking like Christ, we are going to raise up out of these situations. That goes for things like homelessness, being poor, having lack, being disappointed, having trials, troubles, tribulations, and even pains. Jesus got up for all of those reasons and situations that are all part of our lives. So he did it for us. And for that, I give thanks. I hope you give thanks too. But for that, I give thanks. A grave condition can never get you down when you're in Jesus Christ. Because he always fights back. He fights for us. And if we fight with him, we will overcome every evil thing that comes our way. God did this because he knew Jesus coming in the flesh. He would feel some of the things we felt. He would go through some of the things we felt or we did. And he would withstand that because he never sinned. He never told a lie. He always did right. He was very righteous, but he did it for us. And going to the cross and raising from the grave just solidified what he was supposed to do for us or what he chose to do because he didn't have to do it. And I'm thankful. Jesus's power, his strength, and his might were all shown at the cross and also when he arose, arose from the grave because that same power that he used is granted to us as believers, as his believers, because he and the Holy Spirit, if we're true, devout Christians, live within us. They're in our heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. So praise the name of the Savior. Praise him. Thank him. Love him. He did this for us.
The name of the Savior is Jesus. Just say the name Jesus. He's the lamb without blemish, the one whose blood was shed on Calvary's cross for the remission of our sins. It takes the weight of the world off of our shoulders because he went to the cross. He took the suffering, the beating, the bleeding, the just the, mm, the nastiness that those soldiers and those counselors and those executives and those higher ups had for him and they had been under his teaching for several years but they still at the wrong time they turned their backs on him but i'm thankful they turned their backs on him because it made a way for us to be connected to god and him he's the one the way the truth and the life you have to understand that going and raising up from the grave did so much for us. Because if not, we'd be in a position that we couldn't recover from. And I'm thankful that he went to the cross. I'm thankful that he went to the grave. But I'm super thankful that he got up. Him just getting up, it made all the difference. It made the difference. So be thankful. So now let's look at the scripture and piece it together with what I've already shared and see what it says. In the accounts of Matthew and Mark, the angel comes to the women and the other people and tells them, first, do not be afraid. That was a command. That was a command for them not to be afraid about what they were seeing and what was going on. So in those times, People like me and you, we'd probably freak out. We'd probably, oh, where is he at? Who took the body? What happened? Is this real? But that angel was sent to calm them. And it was a command, like I said. The angel even told them that he knew they were looking for Jesus. So the angel already knew they were looking for Jesus. Now, we would have been looking too. Hardcore. But the angel told them. I know you're looking for Jesus. I know you are. And that angel told him that Jesus is not there. Jesus is not there, which means he rose. He got up with all power in his hands in his death situation and overcame it. Now, sitting here thinking that's hard to conceptualize and the mind might not pick up on it right away. But he did that for us. Hallelujah. So all that little bit of scripture right there, it says a lot. It says a lot. We can't be afraid. He told them not to be afraid. He knew they were looking for Jesus, but he wasn't there. That means he got up. That's powerful. That's powerful. Lastly, in John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus is talking to Martha. And Jesus is letting Martha know who he is. He tells her that I am the resurrection and the life. Mm. What they were talking about at that time was her brother Lazarus who had passed away. They felt Jesus didn't get there on time. But Jesus, by Jewish customs, was right on time. Because if he'd have came any earlier, <laughs> they'd have been doubting him even more. But it's good that they doubted him because Jesus got to show his power, his strength, and his might through letting them know he's the resurrection, the risen one. 
the risen Savior. And he's the life. So if we choose to believe in him, we have life everlasting. Mm. He's the resurrection. He's the one that got up. Hallelujah. He was just letting her know also that he alone had the power and could bring Lazarus back to life. And that's just a foreshadowing of things to come when Jesus goes to the cross and he is raised from the dead. He raised a couple people and then raised himself from the dead. So those were just to bring us along in the story, to patch things up and to get our mind right and get our focus right, to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, Savior, all-powerful, almighty, all things. All in all, he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything that happens has to come through him to get to the Father. So he is the risen Savior. Never forget that. Jesus is the risen Savior. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus is the one, the Lamb of God. The lily in the valley, the bright morning star, the one who loves you and rocks you in the midnight hour, the one that cares for you. The one that will always be there even until the end of the age. Jesus the Christ. Focus on him. Get back to him. In Revelation it talks about getting back to our first love. That first love is Jesus. So get back to him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time and this teaching. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, and your peace. We thank you for allowing Jesus to get up with all power and all might in his hands. Lord, mm, I'm fired up right now. I thank you for your love, your kindness, your conviction, and your protection. Lord, just be with us through this week, through this month, and through this year. Be with those that have no recollection of you. Lord, bring them in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast. We hope that something was said or done that will help you in this time. Until next time, God bless you. God loves you, and so do we, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be safe. You're free to serve.